New Daddy. Hello, everybody, and welcome to a new episode of New Daddy Life podcast. I'm Bill Sloan. I'm the host. And this week I have Jessica Bourne with me, my baby mama. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so this week, quick update, we're at 36 weeks, and the baby is the size of a Tickle Me Elmo. Or kale. Kale? That's a bunch you, of kale. That's what you have is kale? Yeah. So I'm you, from spaghetti squash to kale, and I don't understand it. So that's what you, uh, you have fruits then, huh? Yeah. Fruits and veggies? Yeah. If we do movie and TV props, it's as big as uh, Buzz Light, Lightyear from Toy Story. But I don't like that one. I don't like that one either. I like Tickle Me Elmo better. Yeah. Next week, Doc Martens. <laughs> what? <laughs> Olivia's gonna be as big. That as doesn't a, make sense. A, as big as a pair of those can Doc vary Martins. based on shoe size. <laughs> I know this <laughs> app is wonky. Oh, it says nineteen inches in parentheses. So this week, let's see, eighteen to nineteen inches and six pounds. We got four weeks to go. No doctor appointments recently, but we have one tomorrow, right? Yep. And that is what. What do we cover? The non-stress test. What's that? Where <laughs> they monitor the baby's heart rate as the baby moves. Oh. So. And it's supposed to be between 110 to 160 beats per minute yep. is normal. Yep. I remember that. Yep. And so hopefully she's within the range. So I'm too. not worried. No. She's been pretty She's good. She's been good every, every all the time. other times, right? Mm-hmm. But so it seems like toward the end it's slowing down. Is that right? I don't know. The heartbeat? Cause, yeah, because it was at it like was like what, 160 one, to 180 or something? Oh, really? I thought she was at 150 something the last. I thought she was more than that. I'm not sure anymore. I thought it was 150. So... That's where we're at this week. What's uh, since you're here, I won't give a mommy update. You can do it yourself. What? How do you <laughs> How do you feel recently? Um, let's see. I feel large. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you told me that I have a little waddle going on now, <laughs> so I guess I'm walking a little different. It's, it seems like you might have a little bit of a wider stance in. Yeah, a little bit of a side-to-side gait. <laughs> yeah, my belly is a little bit in the way. So even bending over, I have to spread my legs and bend over because <laughs> my belly is so big. So am I going to have to start tying your shoes? Yeah, I yeah. can't tie shoes anymore. No? <laughs> no. What are you wearing? Slip-ons. <laughs> oh, your slips. <laughs> and what else? Always tired, of course. Yeah. And... You feel my like hip that's feels like worse? it's going to break occasionally when what, I stand up. What feels like it's going to break? My hip. So oh, yeah. it takes me a little bit to get going. Sometimes I just feel like I'm going to fall back down when I stand up, which <laughs> I feel like I'm like 95 <laughs> at this point. Yeah, you're still moving around good, though. Yeah, once I get going, I'm fine. It's just a matter of when I first stand up. Okay, so the equi- so you're you're feeling like I feel after the gym. <laughs> <laughs> yeah probably it's probably a good equivalent yeah 
So earlier, was it yesterday you were talking about? Well, Jess and I just went and looked at wedding venues yesterday and the day before. And on the drive up, she was talking about, was it your herbal tea and C-sections? And you had a theory on something, too. That's right. I'm drinking my herbal tea right now. It's pretty delicious. So what's the herbal tea supposed to help with? And Um, what is it? Do you know? It's supposed to. It has, um, what's in it? Red raspberry and um, rose hips and... It's a pregnancy tea. So there's some specific pregnancy teas out there. And there's, you know, promoted by midwives. and. Um, but what's it supposed to do? Well, oh, it's supposed to, like, help with preventing complications. I mean, there isn't great research behind it, of course. It's, you know, herbs. An herbal but, tea. <laughs> right. <laughs> but supposedly it helps prevent pre- preeclampsia. Preterm labor. What's preeclampsia? High blood pressure and some other symptoms <laughs> in pregnancy. So what's preeclampsia though? Yeah, that's what it is. Just high blood pressure? It's not just high blood pressure. You have other symptoms like swelling and high blood pressure. And I don't know if there's something else that goes along with it. But Gotcha. Um, yeah. And it's supposed to help with labor. So it's supposed to speed up labor. And so there are all these people (laughs) when I was reading the reviews that um, had long labors and then when they switched and had the tea for another pregnancy, it was a lot shorter. And I mean, I know your first, you know, time you get, have, you know, labor is usually the longest. So I don't know. But even people that it was their first pregnancy have said, you know, they had a short labor from having the tea and I guess um part of it is it helps with contractions so that they're stronger and I don't know must prep you for that delivery must, that must help shorten the, shorten the, the time frame. delivery yeah yeah and then I guess it's good for afterwards so preventing hemorrhage and um so we it, should take the tea to the hospital yeah. Should we so, pack this in our in our bag? Oh, I should pack it in my hospital bag, yeah. And it's supposed to also help um, with preventing the need for a cesarean or artificial rupture of membranes, all kinds of things, which, I mean, without having the research really behind it, who <laughs> knows, but it's worth a shot. So it's one of those things that doesn't really hurt, but it could have some positive impact. Right. But it is, it does kind of have a warning with it. You're only supposed to consume it, you know, as of the third trimester because they don't, you don't want to cause early. Oh, uh, yeah. Complications early on if you're, you know, you don't consume early it delivery. in the first trimester or anything. Yeah. So... So you said you had a theory. Was your theory related to this tea or was it related to no, the C-section? No, it's completely separate. Oh, so it was not even related to the C-section? It was related to the C-section, Oh, but not this tea. Do you remember what it was? Yeah, so I was reading 
Oh gosh, I don't even remember where I was reading this info from. <laughs> <laughs> Some, I'm, I don't know, on Facebook, I'm part of all these surgery and medical groups because <laughs> I find it interesting. Yeah. But, um, so I think this, um, researcher was saying how the birth canal is getting smaller. Oh, that's right. Like women are evolving for smaller birth canals and babies' heads are getting bigger and leading to more people to have C-sections. Mm-hmm. And um, he's saying the more C-sections we have, you know, the more, you know, we're apt to continue to need those C-sections to the point where he feels that we're only going to be able to deliver by C-section if this keeps occurring. Right, right. But I wonder, too, if babies in general are getting bigger getting bigger because we're getting more obese, too, you know? Yeah. And with our, you know, poor diet, you know, a lot of sugar, you know, is it creating bigger babies? Could be in all the proteins that are pumped into our food, like all the the hormones and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So I wonder if that's also a factor versus. But shouldn't the woman's anatomy evolve with that? Like, won't that evolve with that over time? Yeah, I guess you would think so. Hmm. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) That was my quick thought on that. (laughs) Yeah, no, maybe it's like. uh, the evolution of the the birth canal is like the lag. So it's yeah, like, maybe it's behind it's, the baby's getting bigger. Yeah. Yeah. So that will develop and change in response to the baby's getting bigger over time. But it seems like it will be painful for the women in the short term. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but maybe maybe it won't because we have the technology to do the C sections right. so quickly that that maybe, maybe the women like the birth canal won't even evolve. Maybe it will, maybe it'll end up shrinking, like you said, because you won't, it won't be used. And that's what this researcher is saying. Huh? Yeah. Well, that's interesting. It's unfortunate. <laughs> is it? Yes. Like there's benefits to having a baby naturally versus a C-section, healthier babies. Is there research behind that? Yeah. That there are healthier babies? Babies from... are healthier, yeah. Uh, hmm. I just so think if their head... I don't think we want to go that way where we're only able to have C-sections. I just think of their head not being, like, damaged <laughs> from a C-section. Yeah. <laughs> they have to use the suction cup for those forceps. Yeah, he's very concerned about having a misshapen head. I'm very concerned about that. It's going to freak me out to have a cone-shaped <laughs> head. Just put a hat on. It's going to have like blood on it if they have to use the forceps. Poor thing. I feel bad for her. I I don't think she'll remember. Maybe. Maybe that'll shape who she is. That initial (laughs) trauma. Uh, Being pulled out of your home by your head in some metal device. Yeah. I don't know. I'd be scared. (laughs) (laughs) So... There was something interesting that I just learned, and that was from watching that Amy Schumer 
uh, three-part series today <laughs> with you. I only caught like an episode and a half of it, but toward the end of her pregnancy, I learned that women <laughs> give diarrhea, they have diarrhea often, and that's a signal that you're going into labor soon? Yeah, you're going to go into labor soon. Is that, that's right? Yeah, it's a thing. Oh, wow. Body's so, got to make room for the baby to come down, clean out your system. Yeah? <laughs> yeah. Is that why? Uh, yeah. Like, when did you come across this? Because I just came across, I just heard of this today. Oh, yeah. I, I don't know. I read all kinds of blogs and I get emails from all kinds of sites about it. So, I don't know. I've known it probably for a couple months. Really? Yeah. Which is kind of good because you kind of want your system cleaned out. So. Yeah, so why do women, I mean, women poo themselves when they're delivering, right? Yeah, a lot of people do, but I, mean, I guess you don't clean yourselves out, yourself out completely beforehand. Huh. But, yeah. That's kind of interesting though, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it makes sense though. It does. I just find that's really like interesting though. Yeah. Like you're body's already like gearing up for it and yeah now do you think it's a space like a spatial issue or is it just like hey we don't want to cross contaminate we don't want your baby to get all nasty when you're delivering because you're gonna have so maybe it's trying to clean it out so that it prevents you from oh that could be going to the bathroom when you're delivering maybe i was reading it's a space issue and then some hmm. other reason I can't remember. There's a couple of theories, but just theories. Huh. Yeah. So, what's the craziest thing that you've learned during this whole process? Oh man, what is the craziest thing? Um. Hmm. I think I had no idea how difficult breastfeeding could be and is for a lot of women i thought it was just a natural innate thing the baby would just start to suckle and you're good yeah and so i think the more that i look into that the more worried i get because i didn't know that it can be so difficult difficult as in just the latching or like the milk coming in everything in regards to it so there's just so many complications that can occur and not everybody is even able to, even if they want to breastfeed, you know, there's a chance you won't be able to, which I never knew about. I thought it was just a, like I said, a natural thing that would happen. Mm-hmm. You thought everybody would be able to. Yeah. If they wanted and I thought to. it was more of like a choice. Like I do want to breastfeed or I don't want to breastfeed. I didn't know there were so many other factors that went into being able to be breastfeed successfully. So is there, like, do you know the percentage of women that can't, like, at all, and they mm. want to? Like, no. have you seen anything about that? No. I'm curious about, like, how, <laughs> how difficult it actually is and how many women can't. Right. Even if they chose to. Yeah, that'd be interesting. I don't know offhand. Hmm. And I didn't know that, sounds like, pretty much you're going to get engorged once your milk starts to come in, which is going to be painful. Yeah. And so I thought that was just a complication that could potentially occur, but it sounds like 
it's going to. That it happens for everybody. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, for most people. So I guess it's good that I'm prepared. But it's good to know. Kind of amazes me that uh, I don't know. I feel like a lot of people they go through this whole process and they don't read anything. They don't talk to other people about it. They don't. Yeah. They don't do any kind of research. Right. And they just wing it. I don't know how you could do that. I don't know. (laughs) I feel like. I don't think either one of us are like that. I think we like to do research and stuff. And (laughs) yeah. And know that we're at least operating with uh, a good amount of information on the subject. Right. I feel like most people I talk to don't, didn't really do a whole lot of research beforehand. Really? A lot of my friends. Yeah. I just didn't know until they were actually going through things. Yeah. And then they started and they're like, well, it. nobody told me. Well, I feel like a lot of the stuff people don't talk about. So, you know, and that's, that could be applied to anything in life. Like nobody's just gonna, I don't know, tell you things that you need to know. Like, right. I think if you're, if you're going through something, you need to do the research Yeah, and you need to figure it out. Yeah. Well, I think we're doing that. <laughs> Yeah, Luke thought that we were uh, ahead of the curve by reading at least baby some baby books. Oh, really? I don't think. And I you, thought everybody read like I don't at think least so. a baby book beforehand, no. but it sounds like not because I don't think Luke read any. Really? Uh, uh-uh. I'm not sure. I don't know if Katie did or not, but mm. she. I think she's a bit of a reader. Yeah. So maybe she did. I need to finish my month nine. Are what you been, to expect. You've been following along like month to month? Is that what you've been yeah. doing? Yeah. Yeah. I try to read a month in advance, but now I'm in month nine and I'm reading about month Ooh. nine. Yeah, so. but see, things could happen now and I then it'll be like and you're then behind. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> month nine is really long and what to expect, though. Is it? Yeah. It's like a quarter of the book, <laughs> at least. Do you think it's the most important section? Yes. Yeah. I do. But I feel like a lot of stuff I've probably already read online, like through the app, I've been reading a lot. Do you think, is it a pretty good book? Yeah, I think it's been really helpful, minus some things that I'd worry about and ask the doctor about, and she would tell me not to worry, like laying on my left side. Right. I felt like it was very, it was stressed in that book to sleep on your left left side side. and my doctor is not concerned should we ask her again tomorrow because i feel (laughs) like for the third time (laughs) yeah because i feel like her opinion has uh changed yeah we can we've gotten a couple different responses yeah well i was going to talk to her tomorrow just because my heartbeat race is on my left side yeah doesn't seem like a good thing for me to be laying on my left side no but you're also having a shortness of breath right yeah or labored breathing yeah, when my heartbeat races, it's yeah. hard to breathe in. Huh. So I was going to ask about that. It's probably I, don't know, I read idea. some things that it's normal and some that you should talk to your doctor about it. So I figured I'd just ask. See, it seems like there's a lot of conflicting. There's a lot of conflicting info. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Makes it tough. It does. In a in. The recommendations change frequently, I feel like. Yeah, and maybe some things are just not updated. Yeah, I think that makes it more important to check where your information is coming from and right. when it was published. And Yeah. Check your sources. Right. 
Huh. I know the What to Expect book, like they came out with new editions. They update it, yeah. I feel yeah, like. but I don't, I don't remember when their last update was. I feel like that's like the gold standard too in like what, you know, pregnancy books. I think so too. I thought everybody read it. (laughs) But I'm learning that everybody does. Required reading material. Yeah. Yeah. Requisite for pregnancy. People don't like to read in general. No. So, hmm. What? <laughs> Is there anything else that you want to talk about? Um, not that I can think of. No. What's uh? I know that recently you asked me what are some things that I'm excited to do with Olivia when she gets older. Oh yeah. I don't know if I did. I ask you that what you were excited about doing with her. I'm excited about doing with her. I think, well, (laughs) I was most excited just to see what she looks like. Jessica's really afraid that she's going to have a big (laughs) nose like me. (laughs) And I had a dream that she did. Oh, no. (laughs) Yeah, but she also looked like a teenager coming out. I've been having weird dreams, and a lot of them are that she's just very advanced. So within five days, she's talking and running and... Just doing all kinds of things. It's the weirdest thing. All my See, dreams. She's just so. I knew that she'd be able to take care of herself after a week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But. This will be a breeze. Yeah. But I've always imagined she would have blonde hair and blue eyes because we both have blonde hair and blue eyes. Mm-hmm. But then I took my DNA test and it said I have DNA for brown hair. So now I have dreams that she has brown hair. <laughs> I don't think I would believe that. <laughs> Those DNA tests. <laughs> well, I know it's not 100% accurate, but... And you're going to have to just be patient, I think, too, because their initial hair color and eye color changes, right? Yeah. I guess I really won't know for a while. No, I don't think you will know. Because I remember having, like, super white hair until I was, like, four or something. Like, it was white, yeah. white. Bleach white hair. I still have blonde hair. It just darkened, which I had really light hair too when I was younger and it darkened. I'll show you a photo from my mom's. I had, I remember there's this one photo in particular. I'm sitting on the back steps of her old house and I had like curly white hair. <laughs> it was crazy. I think my brother had white hair too. Yeah. And then it was like super blonde and then it just, it's a little bit darker now, but yeah. Yeah. So I guess I'm most most curious about yeah who she's gonna look like. Whose nose is she gonna <laughs> doing, doing to So what's one thing that you're most afraid about in terms of the next labor? Yeah, just <laughs> just <laughs> okay. I was gonna say like next six months outside but. of labor. <laughs> um, I feel like I'm most afraid of her choking. Yeah, me too. Uh, that's where we just talked about her not eating meat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, which she's going to have to eat meat. It's just a matter of we have to make sure it's prepared, right? Like it's uh, or, or pureed at first. We're going to use a slap chop. <laughs> <laughs> we're 
gonna her use food the, processor. We're going to use a slap chop and oh. cut up the meat. Um. So, yeah, I'm most afraid of her choking and then me just freezing, not knowing what to do. In an emergency? Yes. I'm also afraid of that, <laughs> of you freezing in an yeah. emergency. <laughs> but I feel like, I don't know, just having dealt with other emergencies in yeah. my life, like I'm usually the one that does actually do something versus just standing there. I think you'll be all right. So that makes me think I'll be okay, but I'm not confident in being able to dislodge something stuck in her throat. Right. So I'm terrified of that. So put that on the to-do list this week. You need to sign up for that CPR course. Yes. What's one thing that you want me to do during the whole labor hospital? <laughs> um, I don't know. Piece of this. <laughs> massage my back. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And maybe help me with breathing, breathing techniques to help with pain. Can we just use the Calm app? I mean, sure. (laughs) (laughs) And I'll just be supportive. So do people use meditation during this or is it just like... it can be one of the methods to help with pain. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. All different kinds of techniques. I'll help you meditate. (laughs) Okay. Your meditation coach. (laughs) I think just like walk around with me too before I get my epidural and big question. Can I sleep while I'm at the hospital? With no, you? if I can't sleep, you can't sleep. Seriously? Either. Yeah. Justin, that makes us both ineffective. I mean, I want you to be monitoring. What if my blood pressure drops? You need to like. Yeah, but what happens if I get so tired that I'm just like completely a zombie and I'm useless? Then, and then I make a poor decision if there needs to be one. Like you don't want people to perform their best on a lack of sleep. Okay, maybe I'll let you take a little nap, but it just depends what kind of a state I'm in. You need it. You know, I need sleep. That's actually what I'm, a thing that I'm concerned about. Oh, let's hear it. Because <laughs> um, you're so regimented with your sleep. Uh-huh. I'm concerned what effect lack of sleep is going to have on you and your attitude. Hmm. It's probably a legitimate concern, but I don't <laughs> think... <laughs> Uh, I think I tend to get slap happy more than anything. Yeah, versus cranky. I mean... What about if I am having to... We're going to have the bassinet in the bedroom, so the baby's going to cry. And yeah, I'll get up and feed the baby. But you're going to... Well, who knows? You sleep through a lot. I sleep through a lot of stuff. (laughs) I don't... But it might... I don't know, something... Would that get irritating for you? I don't and maybe something like uh physiological might change, you know, where it's like I know there's a baby and maybe I need to be at, on higher alert and so maybe I'll become a lighter sleeper. I think things like that happen. Yeah. 
but I'm not sure I want it to happen. <laughs> I, I prefer my deep sleep. Um, I think I, either I'll wear earplugs or maybe I'll sleep in the other room at some point. And make me suffer make alone. Suffer. But see, that's the thing. You just said that you would be the one doing it, like feeding her and stuff. Yeah. So I don't understand your point. Because if I have to suffer, I feel like you do too. <laughs> It doesn't seem fair. <laughs> like that goes back to us both being ineffective then. Yeah, I guess. Like so then somebody's gonna have to going watch to, her in the morning if, or like through you know. Yeah. If you're going to be getting all this sleep and I'm not, then maybe you could pick up more tests. And that's probably during the time when you're breastfeeding and we don't have bottles. But if we have bottles, then I could certainly do that. Right. Like things would change then. Yeah. So, I mean, if you store up some breast milk and put it in a bottle, I could certainly get up with her. Yeah. I feel like in the first little bit, I'd want to exclusively breastfeed. and then... See, but you want me to be up with you and not get any sleep, too. <laughs> yeah. I don't get that. I don't know. Huh. Just don't want to suffer alone, I guess, maybe. <laughs> maybe that's pretty selfish of me <laughs> hmm. mm. maybe slightly yeah there's something else going on there <laughs> it's a different podcast <laughs> but yeah i think we'll have to figure out the the routine because you're not one for routines but i am and i think that it's good for babies as well I know it is good for babies to have routines, so yeah. I'm going going to have to change here. Yeah. Which I think I've been reading a lot of moms do change. You know, people that don't have routines are forced to. So That's yeah. good. But do you I think know, that you'll be able to, I mean, to handle that? We'll see. I'm very routine when it comes to my meals. I can't skip a meal, so that's something I'm very regimented in. Very where true. you're not. No. Because I could care less about eating. And I have to have my breakfast, lunch, and dinner or else I'll get hangry. <laughs> so, <laughs> hmm. so that's um, I guess that is one routine that I do have, but I don't think I have any other routines. So it's important to make sure that you get your meals, your three meals a day. Yes, and that is another thing I'm concerned about because I am reading that it's very nice to have meals delivered after you mm -hmm. get home. And I feel like that would be very beneficial because if I don't have meals and I don't really feel like cooking, I think I could get a more irritable. I feel like you're going to be irritable anyways. Right, so why add to that? <laughs> <laughs> why make it worse? Yeah, well, it's another thing that we'll have to figure out relatively soon. Yes. Four weeks in accounting. Mm-hmm. She's going to be a big old 20-inch, 10-pound baby. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, although she's taking up quite a bit of space in my belly, so I'm she getting is. a little concerned. <laughs> That's one of the cool things right now, too, is, though, is her little... She likes to hang out on the right side of your stomach. 
and her little butt sticks out (laughs) of the right side of your stomach. Yeah. Which is cute because then we can smack her butt. (laughs) (laughs) No, but we can put her hand on it and it does feel like you're kind of a little bit closer to her. Yeah, it does. It's kind of... It feels more real, doesn't it? It does, yeah. Being able to actually touch her. Becomes less of an abstract idea. This thing that's, you know, there's actually something in there that's growing and it's going to be on your lap in like a month. Right. It's crazy. It's crazy. I'm still waiting to see if I can actually see a footprint like I hear people can see. And I haven't seen anything yet. And I really want to see it. Well, but maybe in a couple of weeks. Maybe. I feel like she's protruding more than ever before. So. Oh, yeah. Hmm. All right. Well, anything else? No. I think that's no? that's it. All right. We'll keep this short then. Okay. Thanks for being here. Welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for having my baby. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome. All right. Love you. Love you too. Bye.